When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. It's time again for a show about your money and your life. Hello, everybody. Welcome to what we call Talking Real Money. What? Well, because we talk about money with you, hopefully, at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. So uh, if you're uh, listening to us on a Saturday afternoon anywhere in America, give us a call at 855-935-TALK because we're live if it's a Saturday afternoon. If it's not a Saturday afternoon, then we're on what we still refer to as tape. Not sure why old habit what do you call our i mean what break. is it then it's just like a, a digital yeah it's something. digital okay. it's all digital we're all little ones and zeros we're just a series that's that's what we, we've been reduced to a series of ones and zeros i want to be well a one. since this show is about money i'll i'll take a one yeah, yeah sure you anybody else can keep the zero i'll take the one on that one no brainer. so give us a call 855-935-TALK 855-935-8255 i'm don mcdonald that's tom cock over there and look at this holy mackerel wow the t row price prime reserve fund yielding 16.76 percent daily liquidity Wow. And you well, could okay. you could have yeah. that yield if you could just figure out how to go back <laughs> in time 40 years. It is well no, September 30th well, is the 40th anniversary of the highest interest rates in America since they've started since they kept records of interest rates. That was September 30th, 2 or uh, 1981. No, 1981. 1981. So, yeah. but you could get a 20-year treasury bond, it'll pay you 15.78. Yeah, I'd rather have that but, actually. But what's funny is that we had money markets yielding 16.76. Yeah, and twenty-year bonds 20 yielding fifteen point mm. seven eight, and people wouldn't buy. You couldn't I give know. away. I, by the way, was a stockbroker then. Where I really was in trying wow. to sell what these were you products. Pitching? I was trying to get people to buy the uh, Dean Witter uh, U.S. Government Plus Fund, which Ooh, was what's a, the plus? Please, well, Don, tell plus, us what the plus is. They enhance the yield somehow. I don't remember how they did. Oh, it. Oh, well, no, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't know <laughs> that has a very familiar ring. It well, does, don't worry. You it? get the uh, you get the enhancement, well, but we don't know how we do it. It's well, all good. Well, it would have required reading the prospectus carefully. Oh yeah, there's that. Yeah, but I'll and just of course, you know I get my nice big commission. Let me off just, it, of course. Let me let me be honest. Which few in the in the financial industry are? I was paid to sell stuff, not to understand it. Yeah, what was your commission on that particular product? Since it's uh, well, in house, it had well, to be it was huge. A, well, it yeah. was a it was a B share, 
So okay. we didn't so charge not. the customer anything. There's no commission up at front. all. We didn't no. charge you anything up front. Uh, what did I get on. on it? I got five percent gross. Five yeah, percent. That's gross. pretty good payday. If somebody chalks in, you know, oh, 40, 50 grand. But the problem with being a broker is you just had to keep doing it over and over and over and uh, over and over. You got to call the next guy. You know, you got to get in there, dialing for dollars. But that isn't astonishing. That forty years ago. Interest rates on safe securities were all were heading for they had almost reached twenty percent. Yeah, I think the How I think the, well, yeah, it's that. But I think also the takeaway is at the time, what did they say? What did they about say? the future? Uh, what, Some people said, "Well, rates are, oh, are never oh, going said, down." Yeah, rates are. Right. Uh, why would I tie my money up at, right. a, exactly. at a mere sixteen percent when I can get seventeen? <laughs> Exactly. Every day, I'm just going to keep buying the short term. Yeah, because why? Why? Why would we do that? Why? Why would we do that, Tom? Well, you wouldn't. I We're, mean, and so yes, they did. <laughs> I know, but here's the thing: What are they saying today about interest? What have they been saying the last ten years about interest they, rates? They can't years. go any lower. They must right. go and higher. What have they done? Oh, I know what they've done. They've gone I lower. Know. I know. I mean, we had a little blip recently where uh, we've had longer-term rates sneak up. The ten-year treasuries have been sneaking up. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, but but, but but it's fairly low. Um, and, and, and but can we use Jason's quote here? Oh, right? I love Hind, this quote. Hindsight is twenty twenty, but foresight—that's legally blind. That's the problem, folks, and that's the lesson from this: is that when it comes to predicting the future based on the present. We are all legally blind. You have no foresight. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. As mentioned before the break, we were talking about interest rates 40 years ago, almost 40 years ago to the day, really close. On September 30th, 1981, this according to Jason Zweig in the Wall Street Journal, the Treasury Department had to price 20-year treasuries that they needed to sell to yield almost 16% on September 30th, 1981. The next day, the next day, the market began one of the most dramatic turns in interest rates we've ever seen. Within six days, rates had gone down a percentage point. With, by, with just a few weeks later, by Thanksgiving, down to And 11. they lost like 3%? Oh, 4. Then by wow. 1986, just five years later, Yields were down 50%. Well, that's because my economic policy was working out, Don, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Gipper. Uh, uh, no, I mean, that's an astounding story at many levels. Number one, what if, think if you had bought those government bonds and then held them to maturity. Oh, my gosh. A 30-year oh, would have just stopped paying off 10 years ago. I know. You would have made... They were like, what? You're getting 12%? Whatever. I mean, it's, it's Yeah, but, crazy. you know, you want to look at it from another perspective, too. When you look back at those returns and you go, oh, don't. I, oh, you know, that regret mm-hmm. thing. I wish I'd gotten those returns. Darn it. Why didn't I? 
But the reality is, if you look back 90 years, your return on stocks has averaged about 10% per year for just putting right. up with some downtimes. Yeah, deal with the, you the just volatility, sure. Don't, don't want to play the market or try to pick stocks, and you can't predict the future. That's the main point. That is the moral of the story. The future is absolutely unpredictable, period. Even when it comes to something as safe as U.S. government bonds. You can't predict them. 855-935-TALK. That is our phone number. And we now have Janet on the line with a question. Hi, Janet. Hi. Just um, calling. I'm, uh, it's remarkable that you're, you're talking about the bonds because I'm calling about a few, months, few, uh, few weeks ago. You mentioned buying the government bonds. And I did that. I went online and got my account, bought a treasury bond for uh-huh. the ten thousand dollars. Oh, the uh, the 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 I bond. The I bond, yeah. Yeah. And uh-huh. then the program told me at the time that there was a glitch and my my buy did not go through. So I backed out of it and re-entered my information and did it all over again. And and I thought, well, okay, that's great. Well, the next day I get a nice little email saying that. I bought two. You bought them, two. Which, yeah, you bought two. Which means you're over Now the you're limit. in trouble because you can only, yeah, you only can buy 10,000. Yeah. Uh, what all you, you just have to contact them. Yeah. But is it's going to be a, it's going to be a pain. For doing that? No, you, you need to contact them and tell them what happened and have them back. I have an alternative. Have them I have back an alternative one of those idea. You, really? Here, yeah, I will buy those from you for $8,000. Oh, well, that's a terrible idea. Pay no attention to no? Tom. No? Okay. I'm uh, trying to there, help out. There here. is, if you go, when you go back to Treasury Direct, down in the lower right-hand corner, there's a little green question mark. Click on the little green question mark, and then there's a link that their website is so outdated. It is, it doesn't shock <laughs> me, but my goodness, their website is outdated. Uh, there's a link to send them an email. Tell them exactly what you just told me and ask them to please back out one of those transactions. And I am confident they will do it. It just might take a while because the government is running at a very slow pace right now. Like their website. Yeah, like their website. And thank you for buying those I-bonds because the government you know, is also running a little light so they can probably use the cash. Hard, you know, no, isn't that... You got to keep money moving. There you go. Thank, thank you for calling, Janet. I wish you the best. I wasn't really being silly there. That's yes, true. Don't they need money? Were? They keep saying they're going to raise tax and need more money, et cetera. Okay, maybe not. Oh. That's just you know, I, I now I know. Now, yeah, I know without a doubt. <laughs> yes, who is responsible for the review we received this week? Uh oh! From one of our bad podcast review. This listeners. Is, oh, podcast review. Okay. Podcast yeah. review. I, I know who's responsible. Would you Would you like to hear the review? Yeah, but I do want to mention because we don't mention this very often in yeah. the broadcast. Sure. Uh-huh. This program you're listening to right now becomes, a for podcast. the most part, becomes two podcasts for the most Monday part, and Tuesday, pretty much in its entirety. Well, no, because I've listened. No, this is where I've listened. Don edits my pithy, important, and critical comments out many times and puts his in place. So just know if you're listening to the podcast, you're missing some of me. And Get again, over it. And but. again, that's part of the problem, and you'll see it right here. In fact, that is number three in oh, his, well, I'm glad to be in number his three. List, as, uh, list of complaints. Are you, are you Okay, are you go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and a matter of fact, number three and number four are your fault. Oh, wow. Actually, well, number Two four. Two out of four. Number four, <laughs> number four is 
Comcast's fault, but it's your fault for having them. All right. Ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go ahead. The, the first line is really nice. You can learn a great deal about investing from this podcast. Now the bad news. Uh-oh. If you can withstand the rapid-fire bad jokes... You. I wouldn't call them rapid fire either, but yeah, okay. I think you tried like, bad jokes, I think you tried like six during that caller. <laughs> I don't know. That's true. Three okay, to, three to five, enough. somewhere in there. Fair enough. All right. Ready? Severely. Now, this is you too. Severely outdated references. Oh, you remember that 1960s movie? <laughs> they say not to use you messages. So anyway, go ahead. Thick as molasses sarcasm. <laughs> well, that, that was good timing there. <laughs> yep. Pretty much perfect. Yep. Yep. And I didn't have any lead up to that. Yep. So how would yep. I have known? That's good. Thank and, you. And your your voice just started glitching, which Never fits fails. right in with and regular tech issues. And that one you can't put on me. No, now you're going to put it on me. No, I put it on Comcast. I put it. Okay, I was going to say other that I got to run a string or something to. Call, I mean, so they what threw we're me out of what the we're studio, trying? So. What we're trying? Comcast is uh we supposedly i went online and ordered for tom because tom <laughs> doesn't understand capable. online ordering oh uh, yeah no you don't wait a minute when you want something from amazon what do you call who do you, who do you, you said don would you order that for me yeah I, I understand you have to get on the world wide web or something yeah, you to do. do that so so okay. I, it, it said i could order him comcast business to his neighborhood which guarantees 300 up and 300 down so there is an appointment scheduled for Monday. With this Monday? Thi this Monday. All right, I better write that down To somewhere. come in and install right. better internet. But the only company that serves his house, this is just shocking to me in the in the 21st century, the only company that serves his house out out on the on, on the on the edge of the United States, right at the border <laughs> is Come on. Is Comcast. That's funny coming from a guy who's on the other border. You're on the southern border. I'm on the northern yeah, border. You're on a border, too. So. Water all around me. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. So Comcast uh, is coming on Monday. What, coming on I Monday. Could do, what about Elon Musk's thing where they got the little balls they're floating around in the air? They're oversubscribed. Oh, I tried bad. to get them for you, and they said, maybe 2022 if you're lucky. Well, if I survive. I guess they need more satellites. 855-935-TALK. Give us a call. Tom and Don are talking real money. Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Hey, hi, welcome back. 855-935-TALK. That's our phone number for questions. But we also take your questions via TalkingRealMoney.com. You can send them in that way. And so we get a lot of those. We get a lot of those. But this one is a very interesting one because, well, let me just read you the question. I'm going to leave okay. out I'm going to leave out a few facts, but I'm going to give you enough that you'll know who the heck we're talking about, but I'm not going to say it. You're probably going to figure this out. Okay? I recently listened to a show from so-and-so at so-and-so who also has a radio show on a big Seattle station at the same time as talking real money. What? <laughs> First of all, that's outrageous. I know. I thought everybody else went dark while we were on, but okay. And I was surprised 
that his pitch was all about replacing bonds with indexed annuities. Ah, now I know who we're talking about. Yeah, sure. He did answer my question of what his commission was on the annuity, which was 7%. Lord, Only 7%. Well, wow. no, there, there are a lot of them that are 7%. I've looked them up. They run from, they run the, typically it's seven or eight. The, you know, there's some that go high, as high as 10 or more. Uh, Index but, annuity is the one where you get the returns of the stock market with none of the no, risk. No, you get the returns of something that resembles the stock market, but ah. only a portion of the returns up to okay. a cap. And they never end up being as high as they make you think they're going to be. And they're not income generating vehicles because some years they don't go up. Other years they go up a fraction of what the market goes up. The average annual return on these things has been averaging in the 3% range. Those are the facts about indexed annuities. They're not what people tell you. And they claim they're absolutely safe, which is absolutely a lie because they're backed by insurance companies. However, I continue with the note. But he considers himself a fiduciary because because he felt that there was no better option to indexed annuities when replacing bonds in a portfolio. And he posed the question to me to provide a better option, which I found odd. Is there a way to be a fiduciary and sell indexed annuities? Yeah, I'm going to say no because I don't think you can get a commission product. That's right. And be a fiduciary that because that is does a create a conflict of interest. Yeah. That yeah. the fiduciary responsibility is all about managing conflicts of interest and disclosing it, all conflicts of interest. It's not really about the because I think what he's saying is, well, I'm doing this because it's the best thing for you. Yeah. I don't know that bonds would be better. I think personally they would be far better, but that's a argument I guess we could have with him at some yeah, point. But let me so just tell you that there remember a couple of years ago when the Department of Labor was trying to enforce a uh, a rule yep. on all retirement plans that fell under ERISA that would require everyone to act as a fiduciary when when advising a retirement plan well that got killed by congress but let me tell you the u.s department of labor in their fiduciary rule specifically stated that indexed annuities would not fit as uh, suitable products for a fiduciary advisor to pitch oh. to their clients. So he can believe he is a fiduciary all he wants, but if he actually believes that, then he's lying to himself. He's really just, he's, he's convinced himself that it's true because it makes him so blasted much money. Let me tell you what a better alternative is. A better alternative is something that doesn't cost 7%. A better alternative is something that has a high degree of stability that is available that you can get in and out of at will. You cannot get in and out of that thing at will. It is not a liquid investment. You cannot get out without paying a huge surrender fee. And FINRA FINRA does not consider them to be fiduciary vehicles. And you can get securities that are guaranteed by the U.S. government or securities guaranteed by an insurance company. You decide which is more secure. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And here's the, the, and this is really what it comes down to. How are they returning 3% per year when 
safe bonds are at maybe 1.5%. They're taking more risk. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. You know, the one thing I got to give the guy credit for, the, uh, the, the, the financial dude on the radio, uh, is at least he said there was a commission. Most of the people who sell index annuities say, oh, 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 there's no commission. No. The company pays yeah, the me. The company pays me. You don't pay it. You don't pay me. it. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855 So 7%. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. What? What? 7%. I mean, think that through. I mean, on a hundred grand, that's a whole lot of money for an afternoon's work. Uh, yeah. You see, that to to me, it's just even if you even if you can make the argument that it's a good product, I don't know how you can, with a clear conscience, sell somebody something that has a seven percent commission. I don't know how you can't. How you can't what? Sell it. I mean, just think if you're sitting there with someone. Yeah. And you could put them in the Vanguard total bond fund that makes you nothing. Right. Or you could sell them this annuity product that makes you, as I said, $7,000 on a hundred grand. Yeah. It would be hard for anyone. Oh, no, say, but what nah, I'm, I'm gonna, saying is that, I'm gonna, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Supposedly a fiduciary advisor. I'm saying human nature though would but, be so okay, tough. How is it that so many 100% fiduciary firms are so adamantly opposed, really, truly despise the index annuity concept and don't succumb to that pressure. Yeah, to- no, I agree. I they, But they have a culture, you know, and I don't want to brag, but our cultures will help anyone, whether you become a client or not, which people have found. But they truly have a culture that says we're here to help people. It's not about the profits Holy of the cow. enterprise. Do you know how much we would have made if we sold all of our clients indexed annuities? If we sold on the all, bond part, no, we just so sold assume, them all because they sell it for the oh, stock the portion too. For a lot, oh, that's true. A lot of these guys, okay. they sell it for the whole thing. It's just buy this. How much? No, you don't have to figure it out. I got it. Fifty. So we're at about we're at about seven hundred million dollars right now. Fifty million dollars. Have we well, made fifty million? Uh, no. Uh, have we made five and, million? No. Uh, could I trade in the Honda at that yeah. point? Could I get the Goldwing <laughs> Tesla? Would <laughs> that be okay? The wrong or... Stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and a lot uh, of money. the other thing we're we're not selling and we're not going to ever sell is this uh, oh, these gosh. these cryptocurrency things. But uh. there's a new there's a new thing out there. I, I don't want to call it a scam <laughs> just yet, but I might. <laughs> uh, mm. Do you remember back in the old days on the radio? There were all, there were these commercials when we had payphones. Remember the day. Yeah, and oh, yeah. and you could buy a bunch of payphones and and then take them out and and have them you know, put into businesses, restaurants, and all kinds of businesses. They'll put your payphone in, and then you collect the money. Yeah. Uh, there was the, also all done, those nickels and dimes and quarters are yours. It was also done with vending machines, and it turned out what you got yeah. was a little tiny, like a uh, 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 ten by by eighteen box with little crank handles. Okay, now that was a scam. But the payphone thing, I think they actually were selling payphones. They were selling payphones, but you couldn't ever find any place to put them, and you'd never make enough money from a couple of quarters yeah. once in a while. Well, and this was during a period of time when people still had cellular 
phones. Right. Pay phones were yeah. going away at that time. I, and gosh. then and then some people got really clever and started selling little baby ATMs. It's like take it down to the corner market I know. and let, had them put it in on the counter. It was a little countertop ATM. Well, now there's a new one. It's the yeah. Bitcoin ATM. You can become mm. a Bitcoin ATM magnet. And they only cost this like three to ten thousand dollars per ATM. Well, yeah, but you probably then got to split the the money that you make, which we'll tell you in just. You thought seven percent was a big commission. Uh, that's a mere nothing. So this is where you actually take money down, right? You put take, it into the ATM. See, now right. I'm used to taking money out of an right. ATM, but in this case, you're <laughs> no, putting the money you put in. Put the money in the ATM, and then and what you do get, you get in return? Yeah, <laughs> you get to you get own. hot air. Well, first of all, you have to have your your wallet, right? Your no, your um, your Bitcoin Bitcoin wallet. wallet. Yeah, you have to have your Bitcoin wallet. You put which the money is, in, which is a number, and your Bitcoin wallet yeah. is merely a number. Yeah. Don't forget the number. Don't forget the, the number. <laughs> uh, you put the money in the you buy Bitcoin that goes into your Bitcoin wallet, right? And so, th- th- this is you think we're making this up? <laughs> no, we're not making. No, there what's are, the name of the company? Already, Coinbase or something? CoinSource. CoinSource. Okay. There's already. A lot of these, I mean, we looked it up. There's one a couple blocks down from the office in Bellevue. Yeah. Washington. Yeah. Yeah. They're all over the place. So, and apparently they are standalone units. These are not, you can't go do this at your regular old no, no, uh, no. These, credit union. These serve one purpose and one person, <sighs> one purpose only, and that is to take in your money and we'll give talk you more about this. basically nothing in return. And I found some near me, too, and they're, mm, wait till we tell you the kind of places where these hang out. 855-935 is our phone number, 855-935-TALK. Give us a call. We'll talk about your life. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And once again, our phone number is 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. We've got a line open. Somebody dropped, so give us a call. We're talking just <laughs> briefly about the dumbest thing ever, I think. One of the dumbest things ever. Bitcoin ATMs. It's not a place where you go to get money. Oh, I need some cash. No, no, no. No, I, I need some non-cash. I have cash. I have more cash than I know what to do with. And I need to turn it into something else. So you can go. And I looked. I, I'm thinking, okay, wait, this place, CoinSource, where can I go? I live close to Walt Disney World, celebrating its 50th anniversary, which I'm mad at them about, by the way. Yeah. I'll tell you more about that later. Um, Because uh, anyway. Uh, so I thought, well, <laughs> there's got to be an, a, an ATM near Disney World, right? Absolutely. Yeah, there's one. One, okay. One. Yeah. It's down mm. the street for me. It's about uh, about a half a mile down the street. Half there. a mile. About That's close. Mile. Yeah, about a half a mile at uh, a uh, a hotel, which makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. The hotel is a. They call themselves a three star hotel. <laughs> Google yeah. gives Google gives sure. them two point three stars. Uh, it's called the Sarah Lago Hotel. It. I know it. The, excuse me. The Sarah Lago. Sarah Lago. S E R A. I know the place. It's familiar ring to it. Yes. Kind of dumpy. It was. It. It. it, it what, Holiday Inn took their name off of it. 
They said, no, you can't be a Holiday Inn anymore. <laughs> so what is that? There's a message. Yeah. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, this hotel right now, you want to book a room during the 50th anniversary of Disney World? They How much? Play $30 a night. No. Yes, what? Right there. I'm looking at it. Tonight, I can get a room at the Saralago for thirty dollars, that tells oh, you how hotel yeah. no tell or something, huh? Okay, yeah, okay. And if you want one, so for that's an hour, they have it's, it. it's only twelve dollars. Yeah, I was waiting for that. That dumb bum. Too easy. So there's where you could go. You know where I could go? Well, yeah, tell me In about your place. Where? Where well, is it? I'm sure it's somewhere somewhere nicer because it's Seattle. Far more reputable. Yeah. Now this has nothing to do with the brand of the particular. No, we're not gas making station. fun of the brand. No, but they do seem to have a lot of them at this brand. Yeah. Shell gasoline station. That's because Shell has a lot of independent stations. They don't own their own stations. So you prop, somebody probably runs in and says, guess what? You put this in and you get to split some of the revenues, which we have not shared the commission amount yet. That's the best part of all. Yeah. Mm. You, when you put a hundred dollars in, not quite that amount is invested. No, no. How much do they get actually invested, Tom? <laughs> 89. 11% commission. So you 11. put 100 in. Wait. So you put 100 oh, in, you immediately gosh. lose forever $11. Yeah, that's pretty fast. Okay. And then what happens to the rest of the money? It becomes Bitcoin, which is, I just don't see it. No, as... I think you're doing the right thing there. I just, which is? It's nothing. It's, thank you. That's what it becomes. So, I mean, when I read this, first of all, I didn't believe it because I heard the ads. There were a lot. They're running a lot of radio commercials for this. Yeah, uh, I heard the ads. And I are thought, we in trouble oh, again? Probably. Are we? Are we in trouble I, again? I uh, heard the ads, and that is really weird. So, but then when we started looking into it, and the fact that you don't take money out of this ATM, you put it in, and it disappears into wherever, whatever. My immediate thought was, well, wait a minute. Do we really need these? Aren't, don't we still have bridges? I mean, we're, or burn barrels or, yeah. you know, something. just throw the money somewhere else because apparently you have so much of it that you just can't deal with it, I guess. Ah. I don't know. That's there's wow. A, there's a moral in here somewhere. <laughs> there, there is a moral in here. I, I can t- The moral, it's this simple. <laughs> Anything that costs that much to transact is a terrible currency. If it costs 11% yeah. every time you make a transaction, because guess what? If you take it the other way, you're going to pay a commission to somebody to turn your Bitcoin back into dollars. Okay, but now to be in all fairness in terms of the transaction expenses, because I, I believe which Central American country now relies on Bitcoin as their El currency? El Salvador. Yeah, that move cost Western Union, I think it was like $50 million because for transfers from the United States to someone in El Salvador, they charged some ridiculous, like, 30% commission. Oh. So when they went, we're not letting, you don't need to do that anymore. We're sending it all by, you know, the blockchain technology. It cost, I think it was like $50 million, but the commissions were out outrageous yeah, well, what, what, for you to I send mean, money overseas. Uh, and that's all we're getting a little off the track. But yes, any financial transaction that costs anything near, well, I think 7%, frankly, is outrageous in today's world. Oh, I oh, think five and a half is outrageous. I'm actually looking at this. Some of the Bitcoin ATMs will turn your Bitcoin back into cash Oh, okay. at 11%. So could, oh, so you put it in for 11 <laughs> Oh, it's oh like, wait, that sounds like a 22% uh, turn there. 
Wow. Well, I mean, congratulations to all those wonderful people that own the, uh, the, the gas stations that are now come up with a brand new way of creating revenue without even doing anything, Don. Just and it's shelf gonna, space. It's going to end up going the way of the infomercial the payphones. Pay it's yeah. going to be that thing that the guy has on his wall at the gas station that sits there and collects dust for 30 years until somebody buys it and tears it down and puts up a McDonald's. That's the way it's going to be. I, I, it's, yeah. it's, I would be. I would love to know the number of people that have run down with that extra twenty dollars and popped it into Bitcoin. Yeah. Why would you? I'd be do, curious. Why would you? Oh, okay, this is this is a solution in search of a problem. Exactly. What problem does a Bitcoin ATM solve? If you want to buy Bitcoin, you can go to Robinhood and buy Bitcoin. Sure. But why do you need to go to an ATM? Isn't that a teeny little transaction? And so you're going to put $100 in. You're going to end up with $89, which, which you can take you somewhere and much. spend. But then they're going to charge you a commission to, to spend it with them, which may be another 5 or $6. So you're ending up, who's making money on this? Not you. Not hard to figure out, no. Um, and, and originally, as I said, I thought these were ATMs that just added Bitcoin. But no, these are brand new ATM machines. By the way, when you go in to do your ATM in the convenience store, make sure you're doing it the right one because you can end up with a lot of money in Bitcoin by accident. So make sure you go to the right ATM machine when you're there. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, in other I words, do not. I do not. Well, one's going to be right next to the other. So you may yeah. go in, start pushing buttons, and find out you just bought a thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin or something instead of taking oh, a oh, transaction. Oh, vice versa, vice versa. Yeah, exactly. Versa. Don't mess up. Yeah, what I'm saying, because okay. it can be very expensive. But remember, the Bitcoin machine is going to say, "Oh, please give us your money, <laughs> deposit a hundred or your now, debit sir. card." <laughs> exactly. Oh, your debit card. Oh God. Yeah, there's a great one. Oh, then they'll throw the surcharge of the debit card on top of that, too. Of course Perfect. they will. Perfect. Of yeah. course they're no dummies. <sighs> Please. Uh, I see. I'm looking at the trading fees on Bitcoin through just... Oh, yeah. See, if you don't go through an ATM, then the fee is like a, a tenth of 1% to trade on a Bitcoin, some Bitcoin exchanges. But 11% through a machine, somebody's making out like a bandit, and it's not the client's. 855-935-8255 is our telephone number. Can I mention uh, Paul Merriman real quick before we you have let the hour 20 go? 20 seconds. John, uh, the James Clunan Award for Excellence in Education given to Paul Merriman yesterday by our friends at AAII. Congratulations to Paul. How's that? that Under the 20 nice, seconds. Nicely wow. done. Uh, 855-935-TALK. Give us a call. We'll talk about your life, your money. You can call that number 24-7. Tom and Don are talking real money. Want a free copy of my book, Financial Physics? Well, go download it right now at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And in case you were wondering, the average... ATM fee for buying Bitcoin in a machine, putting money in and then take taking Bitcoin out. <laughs> oh, look, I got a handful of Bitcoin. Uh, is 8.4%, and the opposite direction is 5.4%. And if you desperately need someone to personally talk you out of buying cryptocurrencies, 
Uh, we have fee-only fiduciary advisors who will, for no fee whatsoever, no commission, no fee, talk you out of it or help you with any other problem as long as it's within a finite period of time. For nothing, no obligation, no high-pressure sales pitch. Just go to Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com, or call 800-386-3004. That is Vestory.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.